Hey there. Welcome to the in-between. I feel a sneeze coming on. <laughs> that was really inconvenient timing. <laughs> awesome. I will say... Good morning. <laughs> I, uh, I did get reprimanded a little bit <sighs> by Sean um, on Sunday for not having the in-between last week. Sorry, oh. Sean. Sorry, Sean. So, Colson was on vacation, and Chris was not on vacation. He's on yeah, a, wor- a working vacation. He, right. was, he was gone. Chris, um, what, what was the best part? Do you, do you have, like, a best part of DC this trip? Um, <clears throat> well, uh, so, being there with Holland was awesome. Yes. Hanging out with him. Um, that was, that was great. Holland who? Yeah, my son Holland. Oh, that Holland. That Holland. Of all the Hollands you know. Of all the Hollands, I, I mean, you know, it gets... You never it, know. It gets confusing. Um, that sounds great. Um, so I would say that was great. Um, getting to debrief stuff with him and mm-hmm. watching him tough out, you know, his ankle being hurting and while we're doing 50 miles in four days. Um, yeah, I know it. And so that was great. And then, uh, I got to catch up with, uh, Jesse White, who is a former Forge student and kept track with her over the years and just seeing how she's doing (coughs) working in Washington. That's great. Okay. Um, man, does she work in the government or what does she do? She does. She works in the government and, uh, you know, she could tell you, but then she'd have to kill you. I'm Uh, so sorry. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, uh, no, the, um, uh, I would say then, then also Nate Moran showed us around, took us to some places that were amazing, um, that, you know, you don't normally get to go to. Did you see the president's book? I did not see the president's book <sighs> this time. Man. I did see the women's restroom. Um, what? I'm sorry. What I mean is. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's I intentionally well, tell DC it that way. DC has gone uh further yeah, that's that true, direction. Exactly. Than... That's right. That's not a big deal anymore. Um no, there is a special section in the congressional building um where only women congress people are supposed to go. It's a rest area for them. That includes a restroom and a makeup room and all that kind of stuff. But apparently a hundred years ago they you know they were the the women congress people were saying Hey, we need our own space. There's only like one bathroom for women in the whole building. And and so a senator somewhere along the way or a or a, or a speaker of the house along the way said, "Fine, designated an area and then said, "But it can never change." And he meant that as kind of like a almost a punishment. Like, uh, you know what, you've complained so much, but but now 100 years later, it's like prime real estate and it by law can't change. Uh, and so it's great, but um, there just happened to be Nate went and knocked on the door and was like, "Are there any Congress women here?" And the lady's like, the "Lady, the caretaker was like, no, nope, no one here." So she gave us a tour. Um, I didn't have any. I mean, just this building off of the statue room. I mean, key major area. And so we're walking around I'm like that's where AOC and Nancy Pelosi and all these people. That's right there. That's where they do the makeup right there. So it was kind of wild. I'm sorry. Would there have been a problem if there were women in there? Yes. Yeah. If if the congressional women are in there, no one is allowed to go in. Well, can't you just say that you identify as women? I would have to identify as a congressional woman. Uh, so. <laughs> I still don't see the I don't problem. know if I can get away with that one. I can get away with all that. So That's I, cool. I identify I, as being elected. Hilarious. Exactly. The, People so, have tried that recently. It didn't work out. Oh, really. man. Wait, I, I've never heard of that, though. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and I had neither. And so 
We also got to go up onto a walkway above the statue room that I'm pretty sure we weren't supposed to be at. So <clears throat> anyway, uh, nice. but, but Nate, I love that. Nate was like, sure, let's try it out. This so, is, I mean, what could go wrong? Yeah, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> I can only imagine though, if we ever got Paul elected. Yeah, exactly. We'd all be on the roof. Well, that's a, that is, I don't have a bucket list, but there actually is at the very pinnacle of the Capitol, there is a platform that you can stand oh, on. Oh, nice. And it's just below the statue. And they've even got little, like, you know, the little um, things that you look through, like on the top of the Eiffel Tower, they're supposed to, I mean, or, yeah. uh, whatever they look like, magnifying telescope uh -huh. things. Yeah. And they, those are actually up there. And I told Nate, I was like, okay, I don't have a bucket list, but if I did, that would be on being it. up there. So it's, it's a goal now. So um, we'll, we'll see if that works out. That's cool. Hey, yeah, Paul, it was a great I've time. A, I've got something for you to do. Man, yeah, that's exactly. awesome. Okay, so, so so you were on vacation, working vacation. You were teaching. I was teaching. Okay. Teaching yep. vacation. Teaching uh, a bunch of students site after site after site while hiking around D.C. Yeah, if it wasn't for the walking, though, that'd be right in your like no, that'd be sweet blast. spot. Yeah. And the walking was fun too. It's just it just eventually gets you. It starts. I'm getting too old for this. We so. got we got to get you a one wheel or a Segway <laughs> or a Segway <laughs> or a golf cart. That's right, exactly. Or one of those Pope mobiles. <laughs> exactly. Right? Um, Chip I'm, has a Segway you can borrow. That's right. So wait, the so you're there, you're going around. Yep. Walking. You're just and are you the only teacher there? I'm the only. I mean, there's other leaders, but okay. I'm the only. I'm the one who's doing the teaching. Cool. Okay. Kyle Penny was there, and Kyle was the, our guide. He knows his way around D.C. really well. Really? I didn't know that. Because um, he's done lobbyist work. And so... I didn't know. He even knew the Metro, like, which for us Texans is super confusing. Subways are like, ah! like <laughs> wait, it's not coming to me? And so... I just got, look, I'm just getting in my car and I'm driving. What terminal am I going to? <laughs> exactly. And so we would leave one, you know, one subway metro line and he'd just walk and go upstairs and downstairs and around a corner i was like is that a minotaur i mean we're in a, <laughs> it was felt like a maze to me and he's like all right stop here the train would come up open doors open be like get on like yes sir yes sir like i, got, I, got, I am <laughs> he's, lost he's, he could be leading us yeah, anywhere right we're all getting kidnapped right now <laughs> exactly <laughs> very willingly willingly yep, exactly all right you great. lemmings come with me <laughs> yep <laughs> He's the only yeah. one who had a shot at it. That's None of awesome. us, we were gone. Cool. He, if he had wandered off, we might have been still down there. That's so. awesome. Well, I'm glad that you had a good trip. It was a great and trip. And you made it back. Yep. So, yep. but John, you were saying, so I was out, Chris was out. Yeah, Paul and I just didn't have the... Uh, a heart to do it? Like, <laughs> no, I was going to say, you know, drive, I guess. <laughs> yeah, the motivation. That, we were both the like... willpower. Like, I got here, and I was, he was like, can we do it this afternoon? I was like, yeah, that's great. And then the afternoon came, I was like, can we do it tomorrow? <laughs> tomorrow came okay, like, we're not going to do it. Next, <laughs> next Tuesday. Got it. So sorry, Sean, but we're back. We are back. We are. Yep. So I did get a text from Alan Pig. He said, no, no in between this week. Yes. Oh. I, I heard from Alan and I heard from Ken Lackner as well. Okay. I had dinner with him Thursday night and he was like, hey. Hey, the five of us are wanting to know. We yeah. <laughs> need, need you to know. We what, all were texting. What <laughs> happened? Sorry. So, sorry. Every once in a while, you just, it, it happens. Yep. So, yeah. Blessings on you for still listening, even though we're so inconsistent. Mm. Um, great sermon last week. Um, that I, I was not, I, I was not expecting to relate so much to, uh, the the Samuel like um 
talk yeah. inside of that. Like yeah. I was like, wow, that's that's really good. Um, and of course, to be for us as a community to be dealing with loss um, at the same time is just yep a really tough thing, especially with but. the exit of a leader. Yes, like it's like that's what struck me is the the exit of a leader. Like I now I now will you know my whatever my resignation sermon is someday down the road whatever that is if i get that opportunity mm-hmm. it's like if you get that if i get the chance to resign i'm, I'm just hoping <laughs> i don't i hope i don't leave like tucker carlson just left oh like on friday so long friday's like monday uh, this is the show we've got for you monday and then on monday he's not here <laughs> so i, I hope know. i get more i don't know what happened <laughs> no so next week is first samuel 13 Cricket, cricket. Unless it's <laughs> Unless not. I'm not here. Uh, hey, Chris's last Sunday was last Sunday. <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, there is so, a leadership board meeting tomorrow. That's exactly so you right. Just there always know. is. Um, all right. So, uh, yeah, I, I I really connected to it, too. But I have to give some real props to to David Guzik. I mean, I was, I was reading through it and writing and kind of unpacking it. But I wasn't feeling inspired by the passage until I heard him make the comment He, when he said, if you've got a whole bunch of people who have been setting you free, if you've got a whole bunch of rescuers, if you've got a whole bunch of whatever, what? wait, what's the word? If you've got a whole bunch of... Yeah, I mean... What, what are those called? What did he... What did I call those? Redeemers. Uh, no. Saviors. No. God, of course I can't come up with this word. You've got a whole bunch of people right now are probably shouting. I, at the, I thought you said rescuers, so now I'm just confused as to what a, I was I hearing. I feel like it's a, a D word. A D um, word? I mean. Okay, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I can think of a few D words. Do you deliverers. Do deliverers. Thank you. <laughs> 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 Thank you. Saved, Saved by the bell. <laughs> I know it. So <laughs> when he made that statement, if you have a whole bunch of deliverers, that means apparently you need a whole lot of delivering. Yeah. And I was like, that just pieced all of it together in my mind mm. with was how, what does this reveal? What does this section reveal about us? But what it reveals is, man, we need to be delivered. We need to be delivered and we look everywhere for delivery, but the one who is the one who faithfully delivers and that fit in with everything about that week. Yeah. It fit in with everything about, um, you know, Samuel is this one who gets this. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to unpack for them. Isn't it fascinating how when, when when Jewish, when Hebrew leaders resign, they have the same speech every time. Hey, if you will just listen to God and obey him, things are going to go pretty well for you. And if you don't, they aren't. So Stop please it. choose <laughs> to obey and follow God. I mean, if you go back to Moses, you go back to Joshua, you go back to each of these different people and their speeches, they, yeah. they all sound like that. It's, they just they know the the people and us too well. Yeah. Like, hey, could you just could you just hold to this for a little while? Just a little while. More than the normal few days to to 40 years that you're able to pull it off. If you could hang on for longer than that, that'd be great. Mm. So anyway. And I'm like, I, man, I, I am so much like that. I know. You know, Isn't I'm it like, wild? Not me. I wish, yeah. <laughs> I wish we were all more like John. Because mm-hmm. but yeah. Oh, I, I thought he meant not the other way. Oh. Oh, <laughs> he never, he never, I've he never, never gets never it. Gets it. <laughs> yeah. That dude, <laughs> he's always, 
He doesn't even follow the deliverers. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I wish I could disagree. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wish I could. I go right here. It's I follow just, me. <laughs> right, exactly. My truth. That's my right. truth so says then, no. So, so we're coming off of this. Does that kind of propel us into chapter thirteen? Does does chapter thirteen take a little bit of a different? Well, it does take a little bit of a different, although they're a different tact or different direction, but it is going to have, um, and, and it's going to probably take me two weeks to get through it, uh, just mm-hmm. looking at it. Part of that is because First Samuel 13 has a special place in my heart, and so I want to give myself plenty of time to unwrap it. No, got to do it in this, a week. Yeah, exactly. No. The, um, uh, bing, can, bang, can, bong, it's over. I just like, I just like it's like... I could do what I want. We can be here for a long time. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, no, I actually we're only like two or three weeks from Mother's Day, so yeah. I want to I want to wrap up thirteen right, right before Mother's Day. Oh my gosh, um, guys, this year is flying. It's pretty crazy, isn't it? I mean, we're it's April twenty fifth. Yeah, it's, it's it's next week is May. Uh, next Monday is May first. I keep <laughs> saying that every four weeks. I'm like. Guys, can you believe it's almost? <laughs> yeah, no. But it feels like four or five like, days. Yeah, yes. no, it's not. It's not. It doesn't uh, it really yes. it's been so like a why, week since why, it was March? So why does this hold a special place in your heart compared to other places? So um, places. this is, there's a, there's a couple of things that, uh, one, we are going to have to deal with the whole time crunch thing. That, Again? I mean, 13.1 is just straight confusing. So we get to the end of this whole section, right? And 13.1, Saul lived for one year and then became king. Like Right. When I was reading that, I was wait, like, wait, wait, I'm said, thoroughly confused. <laughs> so Saul started at age two. He was already big and handsome. No, it can't mean that. Yeah. But he'd lived in what way? Like he spent, the, after being crowned king, he spent the next year <laughs> right. closing down his shop. Oh. And then he actually actively took on role as king. He spent the year hunting donkeys. <laughs> Exactly. Doing get all these thing. donkeys back. Um, right, so keep going. But and then it says, and when he had reigned for two years over Israel, Saul chose three thousand men of Israel, two thousand with Saul and Michnash, and the hill country of Bethel, and a thousand with Benjamin, with John, Jonathan, in Gibeah of Benjamin, and like, and the rest he sent home. Like, wait, who who did he send home? The, of the three hundred thousand, is that, they've not been hanging around for three years? I mean, what's and so, again, it's so tough to know exactly where to put this in the section. Probably after the defeat of uh, Nafash and our... Nafash? Nahash? Nahash. And so, the snake. Um, and so... Can't believe you forgot that. Uh, yeah, no. Um, it's like it's not your language. And so, the... Then we have this, verse 3, Jonathan defeated the garrison of the Philistines, which we actually don't read about until the next chapter. So, it's almost like this is a... This chapter is almost like a uh, an introductory. It's like this is a segue chapter. It's kind of connecting what's happened before to what's yeah. coming, and it's summarizing it, and then we're going to unpack it again. We're going to do that whole unpacking thing again. Yeah. And it's just tough for us um, to wrap this. And what's wrap that, our what's that uh, literary term? It's like in in media. What am I? Oh yeah, definitely look that up. I'd like to sound smart. In media. <laughs> Every chance I get. So it's like in media race. I don't know. In the midst of things. I don't oh, cool. know. The practice of beginning an epic or other narrative by plunging into a crucial situation that is part of a related chain of events. Man, I don't feel like I need to be here. Y'all are No, no, no. I'm just saying <laughs> that's what it feels like of yeah. like, hey, here you are in the midst, of, yeah. you know, in the movie where it like starts with the action and then you're like, I have no idea where I am. Yes, yes. And then yes. it kind of Yep. 
then it gives kinda, context. Yeah, give yep. con- gives context because because, and I'm just coming at this from haven't thought about this much. Do we do we know much about Jonathan before now? Do we have a lot of introduction no. to Jonathan before no. now? So it's like okay, Jonathan, cool. Yeah, we we if we're if I we're reading this we've for barely the first gotten time, his yeah. name. Oh, Saul's got a son. Yeah, how wow. about that? And he's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah, it's like Jonathan defeats this. Like, what? Well, wait, who? Who exactly? And what's he doing? And what is this garrison? So, mm. anyway, now I'm about to get the sneeze going. Oh yeah, it's contagious. So when you're, for the record, I didn't sneeze. So I know that sometimes, get it out, boss. Man. That's oh my gosh! <laughs> that was clouds coming out of your face. That's why I don't, that right there is why I don't have demons. It's, it's also why we don't have cameras. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, I'd have had to leave the camera for that one. Sorry. Okay, gather your thoughts. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm jumping to another question, but yep. go ahead. Well then, hey Paul, when you, when you get back, you need to wipe off that seat. Oh, I thought you were, were going to say we need to replace that carpet square. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's wet? Why is it humid in here? No reason. Oh, oh you guys. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So the main thing, though, that makes First Samuel thirteen so compelling to me is this little section where salt, where the people of Israel, it comments on the fact that they have no weapons. Mm-hmm. So verse 19 through 22 says this. Now there were no blacksmiths to be found throughout all the land of Israel for the Philistines said, lest the Hebrews make themselves swords or spears. But every one of the Philist Israelites went down to the Philistines to sharpen the plowshares, his mattock, his ax or his sickle. And the charge was two thirds of a shekel for the plowshares and for the mattocks and a third of a shekel for the sharpening of the axes and the setting of the goads. So on the day of the battle, there was neither sword nor spear found in the hand of any of the people with Saul and Jonathan but Saul as Jonathan, his son, had them. So two swords, two swords among 3,000 people, two swords, and everything else is farm implements. And so what strikes me about this is the way this conversation had to go was, you know, I gathered up 3,000 hand-picked people, right? And you go, okay, how many of you have spears? Cricket. Nobody. Okay, we have a huge problem. I mean, any swords? Other weapons like no, not literally no weapons at all, except for the one that Saul had somehow, and the one that Does Jonathan. Does anyone have any knitting needles? <laughs> yeah, well, no, yeah, exactly. Jethro is like, I got a shovel. I got a shovel. That's well, that's yeah, that's yeah. right. I've got a, I've got a pickaxe. I've got an axe. I've got a sickle. I mean, these are not. Yeah, I mean, plowshares. <laughs> like a plowshare is just a piece of metal. It's just a heavy piece of metal. And so, and I've got these farm implements. And you're like, okay, well. Next thing we need to do then is turn all these metal farm implements into weapons. And so sharpen. We got to get them sharp. We gotta, first, we got to do weapons. Um, okay, so who can turn metal things into weapons? Cricket. Nobody. <laughs> like they don't even not have any weapons. They have no blacksmiths. And this that message when I was the the first year I was supposed to teach the the uh, conclusion at the forge, teach the graduation at the forge. I went up on the hill to like just really pray and think about what is what message does God have for me? And I looked up the term blacksmith in the Bible. And I started reading anywhere the word blacksmith was talked about. And of course, this is one of them. And I was like, oh my gosh, what happens when we not only don't have the weapons, mm. but we don't even have the blacksmiths? So it's not only we don't have the disciples, we don't have the disciple makers. And I started realizing there's several topics that we've run into this about, like mm-hmm. 
I mean, not only so when I in, in 08, which was soon after that, and I, I spent some time studying rest and realized there was no one for me to go to to teach me about rest. We not only do we not have any weapons, we don't have any blacksmiths when it comes to rest. I had to go back to Puritan writers were the, were the most recent writers who had written much about rest. So part of why I teach about sex so much is because I feel like we had gotten to that point where not only is the church ign- so ignorant about this topic biblically and and even outside of the Bible, but they don't even have any of someone to, they can call them and go like, all right, we've realized we have a problem. Somebody come and you know forge some weapons for us. Like, oh, we don't even have any of those. So we're going to have to start over. Like we're going to figure out blacksmithing on our own. And that's super dangerous. And so a big part of my ministry then became, how do I make sure we have blacksmiths? How do I step back into areas where we don't even have blacksmiths and start training up blacksmiths? Man. So that they can then make the weapons when those weapons are needed. Um, And then the, the final insult is, they have to then, t- they can't even sharpen their own farm implements because they lack the very basic information. So they have to go to the Philistines, who they're about to go to war with, and pay them money to sharpen their farm implements. Which you got to know the, the Philistines are like, hey, I think the Jews are about to start rebelling. <laughs> they're all getting, there hate, are lines of them getting their axes sharpened. I, I hate to break this to you guys, but. I'm not really sharpening these axes. Oh, oh, no, no. That's, that's what I was thinking. I was like, this doesn't seem very sharp. It's like, who's the blacksmith here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's sharp. Because they can't go to them. They, can you imagine they can't go to them and go, hey, could you turn my plowshare into a spear? What I are you going to use a spear for? Like, oh, uh, I got to kill plow a Plow in my fields. Like, <laughs> my son really wants one for his birthday. <laughs> yeah. It's a, I mean, they are. We've gone non kosher. They are now, they're dependent on, on their, their enemies. enemies. Yeah. They're about to fight. Who they're about to fight. <laughs> and it's it's this horrible situation where right. just a few generations and the, the the Jewish people have not only had turned all their weapons into farm implements, but they've now, they don't even know how to turn them back into weapons and they don't know what to do with that. And it's, it's just, it's tragic. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's, and so anyway, it's such a tough moment and to recognize the church has gotten here it, it, periodically, and discipleship's one that scares me the most. I mean, we're we could lose the skill of discipleship, and it's amazing to me how many people don't know. I mean, I feel like we came close to it, especially in the Baptist Church. Um, raised in the Baptist Church, um, like I was from fourteen on, it wasn't until I worked at a Bible church that the concept of discipleship was intimately intertwined with the workings of the church. Interesting. Education was always important. Like you go to Sunday school. And you go to church, um, and then you go to train all different training things. But but this idea of intentional discipleship was not taught very well, yeah. Um, and it certainly wasn't modeled or anything. And so it just is wild to me that 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 I feel like in the Baptist world, a lot of the denominations have lost it. They just don't do discipleship. Um, they have education only, and so they've bought into the American idea that education is the ultimate way to solve problems. And I think the scripture teaches that discipleship is the way God intends for many of those problems to be solved. So anyway, just mind boggling to me. Wow. So I love it. So there's, I actually will bring up, probably it's in here. Paul actually found mm-hmm. two plowshares on this property, like two old, you know, there's an old homesteads on this property. Right. And he dug up a couple of old plowshares and one of them, he, 
heated and shaped into a sword, and the other one he left the shape of a plowshare. He took it to the Philistines. <laughs> exactly. Um, sorry, no, but no, sorry, no. He so he heated it and reshaped it himself, and it is now a sword. It's now a sword. Yeah. So anyway, that's cool. pretty, pretty awesome. So will you get to that on Sunday, or will that kind of be a the that'll secondary? Probably be, hey, that'll probably be. That may be the next one. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Yep. Anyway. Very cool. Lots lots to talk about with that and and super I mean <laughs> the application is just dripping off of these. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so And more more commentary and understanding of who Saul is. I'm also you gonna, know? by the way, open back up um <clears throat> the the we're gonna open up probably this Sunday starting talking a little bit about the, the capital campaign again. Okay. And then the next week <clears throat> we'll probably, when I hit this passage, we'll probably really hit the, the capital campaign conversation again. Cool. Cause we've not talked about it much for a little while and need to update everybody. Yeah, for sure. Well, we're looking forward to seeing you on Sunday. Mm-hmm. A lot to look forward to. So mm-hmm. come tell us you listened. <laughs> we'll give you a candy. <laughs> <laughs>